0: Amen. But nevertheless, we're going to go forth, and we're going to do what the Lord saith. Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for all of you. We thank and praise God for uh, our online community. Let's give them a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise God. We thank God for them. We appreciate you, and we are honored that you chose to, to listen in to us this morning. We're close to being back on time as we normally are, but we just follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to do a little deviation this morning. Amen. Uh, we're going to do a little deviation, and we're going to follow what the Lord saith. Amen. Amen. He said, give them a break, so let them kind of chew a little bit and uh, digest what already been given. And uh, he said, we're going to go to another place. Amen. Uh, there. <coughs> two main places that we're going to be this morning, really the main place we're going to be this morning, it will be in the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, But there's some background, background information that we want to share as well. Um, Got to kind of dive into this and put yourself there, put yourself there and understand what the Lord is trying to say to us in the now, now era, right now, because God is a, a right now God. He's a progressive God. He don't remain. In one place, he keeps moving, so therefore, he expects us to move as well. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you now. We pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will use us for your glory. We pray, Father God, that you bind up every spirit, every hindering the spirit. We bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And, Heavenly Father, I ask you to help me to decrease that your, the Holy Spirit that lies within me. He He will bring forth that which you want us to have. And we praise you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, the main book we want you to turn to, and you're going to keep your place there because the bulk of it will be coming from the book of Ecclesiastes. And this morning, uh, we want to talk as a title, The Preacher, and you'll understand why we use this title, The Preacher. Uh, you have to understand that when it comes down to the book of Ecclesiastes, the Hebrew meaning for the word Ecclesiastes is preacher. It means preacher. And we have to also understand that before the preacher can bring anything forth to present, he has to first search, he has to gather, he has to examine, then he has to discover, and then that which he has uh, discovered, then he is going to assemble it. But now we need to understand who, who is this preacher. In the book of Ecclesiastes, when, it, when it, the Hebrew meaning says the preacher, and there's a history behind the preacher. Well, here, the writer of this book is Solomon. This is Solomon speaking. These are not the only books that you've seen in the New Testament, as for, Old Testament as far as Solomon. But you also realize that he also wrote the book called Wisdom, which is not listed uh, in the King James Version. But the Book of Wisdom is another book that he has written. Now, one thing we have to understand is this uh, Solomon, he is a child of grace. Solomon is a child of grace. Now to give you, so you can go back and you can research and do your background information you need to know about Solomon. You'll find out in, in second Samuels chapters 11 and 12, you'll find out that his father, David, and his mother Bathsheba, um, Prior to Solomon's birth, he was conceived in sin. Of course, you know the story how David had um, Bathsheba's husband killed. Uh, uh, He goes out. You know, David's supposed to be in battle. He goes out on the rooftop, and he sees all of this stuff. He sees this beautiful woman. He sees the gleaming of the sun just shining upon her. So at that point, he sins for her, and it ends up where... The child dies because he's hid that sin for quite some time until the prophet Nathan came and began to tell him of his sin. And at that point, the Lord allowed the baby to come, come with a sickness. And so when that baby dies, David goes in to comfort Bathsheba, and they bring forth this son called Solomon. By right, uh, David was supposed to have been stoned. But he brings, the Lord was so gracious, and this, this is why it's difficult to understand grace, because he brings Solomon out of a sinful relationship that started off in the beginning. So Solomon really is, is a sign to let us know and understand uh, the grace of God. Now, the next thing we need to know as we fast forward, we need to understand about the kingship of Solomon, and how Solomon ends up with all of his wisdom. And before we can say, well, I want the wisdom of Solomon, well, I hate to, to spoil some things for you, but the Bible says that there were no one that knew that or had, had the wisdom of Solomon, and there will never, ever be anyone else that will come after that will have the wisdom of Solomon. Now, let's go to the book of 2 Chronicles. Second Chronicles uh, chapter number 1. Second Chronicles chapter number 1. And we're going to see about how he ends up with the wisdom that he has. It says now in verse number 7, In that night did God appear unto Solomon, and he says unto him, He says, Ask what I shall give thee. And then he goes on and he says and Solomon he said unto God thou have showed great mercy unto David my father and have made me to ring in his stead Now verse number 9 continues and says now O Lord God let thy promise unto David my father be established for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. And then verse 10 says this. This is what Solomon asked for. He asked for this in verse number 10. He says, give me now, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this thy people, that it is so great. So what Solomon asked for, he asked for wisdom and knowledge, how to lead God's people. That was that was his ask. That's what he want, wanted. Now in, in Second Chronicles chapter number one, verse number eleven, he says this. Verse number eleven, it says, "And God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart." And thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. God grants him wisdom. He also grants him uh, knowledge, wisdom, and knowledge. But he says, because he hadn't asked for these other things—riches, wealth, and honor—and even for the heads of his enemies, nor even a long life for himself, he says that in verse number twelve, he said, "God says this to Solomon: He says, wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee." riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the light. So, uh, so for anyone to say that they have the wisdom of Solomon now, well, they are in error, because the Bible says that's not going to happen. God granted him what he asked, but he also went beyond because he saw his heart. Now we're going to look at how uh, Solomon, the preacher, how he used that wisdom. That's where we're going now to the book of Ecclesiastes. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter number one. Ecclesiastes chapter number one. All right, we have to understand when you think about wisdom, it's amazing what 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 people will ask for, and when they do ask it, how they will use it. Now, when I looked at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 1, I I noted something. I noted noted this. Now, uh, he talks about how different generations passes and then another one comes, but he talks about how the earth stands forever, abides forever. But in verse number 5, he began to take that wisdom that was given unto him and he began to examine the creation. Now look at verse number 5. Verse number 5. Now verse number 5, he says this. He says, the sun also arises and the sun goeth down. And it hastens to his place where he arose. So now he's, he's studying the creation. He, he's taking that wisdom. And he begins to examine the things that he sees around him. He noted that. He said, okay, now the sun comes up. I wonder how many of us just sit around and watch the sun when it comes up. And then you hang around long enough when they say it's going to go down at a certain time, then it goes right back down. <laughs> and he discovers something. He, he discovers in verse number 5, he says that the sun hastens to his place, where he arose from in other words the sun hurry up and get back <laughs> to that place that night and that night the night time that low time not the night night but and the, the time when the, when the sun goes back down it knows what time it's supposed to go back down so it, it says it hastens back to the place that it arose from and then what he does is this this is what what he says in verse number six because he's studying the creation, he's studying the things that God has made, all right? Now, verse number 6 says this. It says, and he's watching. Now, watch what he's doing in first uh, uh, chapter number 1 in the book of Ecclesiastes. He says now in verse 6, he says, The wind goeth toward the south. That means he was really taking his time examining things. He says, The wind goeth toward the south. And then he says, and it turneth about unto the north. Then he says, it swirleth about continuously. And then he says, and the wind returneth again according to his circuit. So, so what he saw was the movement, the movement of the creation of God. He's watching the wind. I mean, you can't see the wind, but you can, we can watch the movement of the wind. And he, he came to the same conclusion that it returns back to the place where it, it came from. And then look at what he does in verse number seven. In verse number seven, he says, "All the rivers." Now, I'm sure he's somewhere where there's some oceans, where there are waters, or maybe beaches or streams. He's some place, and he's saying, "All the rivers run into the sea." As he's observing and as he's watching, then he says, yet the sea is not full. And then he goes on to say, unto the place from which the rivers come, thither they return again. So he's there, he's watching, he's he's observing. I mean, God has allowed him to take that innocent, pure wisdom at that time. And he recognized it as a fact that the waters, the rivers, they keep going into this this big old ocean, this big old uh, 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 place of waters, and and it never gets full. And I'm quite sure he was so amazed at what he saw. He was so amazed what he saw. And he also, he discovered that everything returns from whence it came. Everything. Everything goes back to whence, from whence it came. We are made from the dust of the earth. What does the Bible say about us when we pass on? It says we're going to return back to the dust. See, he he takes that wisdom that God has given him, and he discovers many, many things. But let me tell you something. Not only was Solomon... Brilliant, the preacher, but Solomon was a fool too. Let me show you, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. you, let's, 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 Let's look at verse number, I think verse number 13. Watch what Solomon decides to do. He says now in verse number 13. He says, and I gave my heart to seek and to search out, the way he does it is by wisdom concerning some things no all things that are done under heaven and then he says this sword to in other words it became a burden to him and he says have god given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith all right now he's saying now this thing this burden this burden has been laid upon me it's been laid upon man and he said now So I'm going to take my wisdom that God has given me, and I am going to examine some things. I'm going to examine some things. Now, verse number 14 in in chapter 1 in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says this. 14 says, Solomon speaking, he says, I have seen all the works that are under the sun. And then he comes to this conclusion, and he says, and behold, he's in amazement. He says, all is vanity, meaning empty and vexation of the spirit. I am quite sure some of the things that we see in life vexes our spirit. Amen. Lisa, I can speak for me. Amen. I can identify to where Solomon is, the preacher. I can identify to that. All right. Now, understanding now that that, that word... Uh, In Ecclesiastes, that word there, also, remember, it means to gather, to search, to discover, and to examine. Then you're going to assemble it, okay? Now, in verse number 15, it says this. He says, that which is crooked cannot be made straight. And that which is wanting cannot be numbered. In other words, we got our wants is innumerable. I mean, we want all the time. Amen. We want all. All the time. We won't, we won't, okay? Now verse sixteen says, but he says, I commune with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate and have got more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and acknowledge. Note that word, experience. Through his wisdom he got experience. Through the knowledge of what he learned, he got experience. Then verse 17 says, now watch what he does. Watch what he does because everything he sees, I can imagine kind of drives him crazy, okay? Now, verse number 17 says this. He says this, and I gave my heart to know wisdom, to know madness, and folly. I perceive that this also is... Is vexation of the spirit. So there are three things that he is saying that he gave himself to. He says now that he gave himself to know uh, to know wisdom. He wanted to know about madness and folly. Let me tell you something. To de- defining, madness and folly is almost the same. Madness is like being crazy or insane. Okay, but folly represents madness. It represents stupidity. It represents foolishness. Now, to get to the the definition of the word folly, it means hold the pursuit of truth in contempt by choosing to make our own path. That's folly. When we hold the truth of God in contempt, in other words, we don't want truth. We want to follow our own way. God said that's foolishness. Solomon discovered that's foolishness because he has experienced everything that was to know when it came down to wisdom and madness and folly. He did it all. He, 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 he did it all. Now, in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, let's, let's look at uh, what he says, those three things. Verse number 12 and chapter number 2 in the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, verse number 12 says, he says, And I turn myself to behold wisdom, madness, and folly. And for what can the man do that cometh after the king? Then he goes on and says, Even that which has been already is done. Now, the next verse, it says in verse number 13, then he discovers this. In the midst of him going through uh, uh, the madness, going through folly and the wisdom, he, dis- he makes this, dis- this discovery. Because remember now, he's experienced everything. Because if you were in, f- in verse number t- 10, you would find that he said he did everything. He didn't keep nothing back from himself. He experienced everything. I'd rather learn from Solomon than experience what he went through. Because some things we can learn by somebody else's actions. Amen. We can learn, okay? Now, in verse number 13, he says, this is what he discovered. Even though he went through it and he did all that, in verse 13, he says, Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly, foolishness, and as far as light excelleth darkness. you you can imagine how to the extreme light and darkness is. And he discovered the same thing when it came to the foolishness, the stupidity, the insanity, the thing that did not make any sense. He discovered, hey, I'd rather have the wisdom. Because, But he, I mean, let me tell you all this. What's amazing is this. Solomon was in his old age before he discovered the truth. That's sad. He had to experience all of that. And he had to wait till he's almost on his dying bed before he's able to pin everything he's pinned. Alright? So he discovers now it is about wisdom. It excels anything that, that we think or we can experience or we desire to experience. It's better to have wisdom. Alright? Now, let's go now to Ecclesiastes. Um Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number nine, let's go to chapter number nine, because we still want to deal with this wisdom. We're talking about the preacher and from the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter number nine, and we're going to look at verse number 14, and it's going to show us some things about wisdom and how people perceive people that has wisdom and when they don't have, um, I guess the the status <laughs> that man thinks one needs to have. Now, in verse number 14, and chapter number 9, it says, There was a little city, and it said there were few men within it, and there came a great king against it and it besieged it. And he built great bulwarks, great walls against it. He built great walls, all right? And then verse number 15 says, now there was found in it, talking about in the city, a poor, wise man. You don't have to be rich to be, have wisdom, brilliancy. You don't have to. He said, Now there was found in it a poor, wise man, and he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. But look at the latter part, which is so sad. It says, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Is that not how it is today? And people will follow people that got fame or they follow people they think they have money and they think they got it all going on. And and they have situations and circumstances that needs to be handled. But there's somebody in the midst. That does not set up to that status uh, as far as wealth or, or fame or whatever. But there's that little poor man that has that wisdom. So that's why we have to be careful not to look down on people that don't have. Hello, because sometimes we measure people by what they have materialistically. But see, that's that's a fallacy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're just literally fooling yourself. He he, that man. This poor man, he delivered the city. He takes his wisdom, but he's not remembered anymore. They don't remember. You know, you, 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 can, you can share and you can do, and, and then later on in life, people don't remember what you've done to help them. They don't remember it, okay? It, uh, I, but you have to understand we, this is something else that he discovers when it comes down to wisdom. He says this in verse number 16. He says, then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Hmm, interesting. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. A lot of times now, some people we look at, them, well, I not want to hear what you got to say. Do you not know a child can tell you? lead you out of darkness, a child can, can speak a word of, of understanding, a word that, that will lead us to the next place, but yet we look at them as a, as a child rather than looking at the wisdom. Have you ever seen somebody that say, oh, he's got old man wisdom. He's like an old man in a child's body. That's because he's got that kind of wisdom. He's got that kind of wisdom. But sometimes we do not like to listen to certain people. That's why I'm very careful now. Go back to, I mean, y'all have heard this story, about the lady that was came into the church intoxicated years ago, who well, I used to tell him. she was stoned when she come through the door. But she had a message for the saints of God. And it was the saints that was trying to put her out, of the church, out of, out of the building, because she was intoxicated. But then there was this old lady down front, and she motioned to the usher to let her come on down, let her come on down. And when she came down, she began to tell them that she was a backslider. And she goes on to let them know how hard it was to get back. At that point, she still hadn't gotten back. But she had a message for the body of Christ. Listen, it's a dangerous thing to to backslide. I mean, it's it's a dangerous time. Now is not the time to be walking away from God. Now is not the time to 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 play the the folly, to play the fool. You know, to be insane. Now is not the time. Following our flesh is not the time. This foolishness. No, now is not the time. Why is it? Because we're at the end of time. So we have to understand where we are. We, we have to understand where we are. And, you know, and, I, and when, I, when I read that verse and I thought about it, I said, people always say, oh, it's strength in numbers, strength in numbers. Well, what good is it to have strength in numbers and everybody's a fool? They have no wisdom. What? What? Good, and and he discovers that with his wisdom, he 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 says having wisdom. Oh, Holy Spirit! He says having wisdom, having wisdom is better. Y'all pray that I don't be able to see without my glasses, okay? Uh, having wisdom is better. Having wisdom is better, okay? It's, you you. Uh, the last time this happened to me, not my glasses, y'all. The last time I had on these little fancy shoes. I got to tell y'all this story. I had on these little fancy shoes, you know, I had bought beautiful shoes. And I, and I took a walk, didn't I, Brother Philip? And I come down on this side over here. And when <laughs> he remembers, he remembers. And I stepped on the steps, and next thing I know, I don't know where I was going down or coming up, I don't remember. All I know, I would hit the floor. I I, mean, I I fell, and, and Brother Philip jumped up, and he ran over to help me, you know, and I said, the devil, you're I kept on preaching. Amen. So I'm going to say to the devil, you're a I'm going to still on preach. Amen. Thank you. I praise God. Because God is wanting us to know some things. Amen. I'm getting too excited. He said, that poor man was dis- that had the wisdom was despised, and his words was not heard. All right? So we have to be careful now when it comes down to wisdom and who is bringing the message. Because, you know, you know the story in the Bible when we talk about that, that jackass and, and he was trying to uh, uh, protect uh, the one that wrote it uh, before to keep from getting killed by the angel. And, and what God had to do is make the jackass to speak. And when he spoke, he saved his life. So we don't even know that when, when that person that comes forth with wisdom, they may be in a, 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 a low-key voice, but they speak in wisdom. It might be the very thing that saves your life. The very thing that saves your life. Now, now let's look at now Proverbs. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter number 21. Proverbs chapter number 21. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 21, and, okay, we're going to look at verse number 22. Verse number 22. Now, look at this. Verse number 22 in Proverbs, because we're talking about wisdom. This is what what Solomon, the preacher, he discovers about wisdom. He says, a wise man scaleth the city. He weighs the matter. Scaleth means to weigh out. He's, he weigh out the city. He's, he scales the city. He checks things out. He says, The city of the mighty. And then he says, And cast it down the strength of the confidence they are. You see, people have so much confidence because they got numbers. But what, 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 what Solomon discovered is when you weigh out a matter, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He says, Don't be so rash to make a decision. Weigh it out. Weigh it out first. Weigh it. How many of us weigh out things before we move? Do I need to come down <laughs> and see us eyeball to eyeball? Huh? How many of us weighs out the matter that's before us before we make that decision? See, it says he, a wise and he scales the city. He weighs things out. Well, if I do this, this is going to happen. If I do this, this is going to happen. If I do this, look like I I have nobody on my side. But God said, no, no, no. Take that wisdom that God has given you and weigh that matter out before we move. On whatever it is the decision we're about to make i don't i'm not going to actually make it raise your hand because so, somebody think contemplating on making some decisions besides me i'll never exclude myself Mm-mm. well contemplate on making a decision but it is heavy weighted out yet or is it rash okay so it's, he's talking about a person that has wisdom he says a wise man. He didn't say a fool now, because a fool will go head on. A fool will not contemplate nothing. A fool would just act. That's how that is. But he talks about a wise man. All right, now let's look at Proverbs chapter number 15. Proverbs chapter number 15. Proverbs chapter number 15. And we're going to look at verse number 21. Hmm. Remember now, the three things he, he, he checks out, wisdom, he searches out wisdom, he's gathered information about that, you know, he he's, he's this, makes him discoveries, uh, he examines that thing, but now he has to check out the folly, okay, uh, folly, you know, okay, now, this is what it says, now, in Proverbs uh, chapter 15, verse number 21, now, look what it says, it says, Stupidity, insanity, ignorance, going your own way, because that's what folly's definition is, okay? It says, folly is joy. Hey! Joy to him that is what? Destitute of wisdom. Destitute means lacking of wisdom. Anybody still want to be a fool? Because if, it, if, if so, what, what you're saying to yourself is, I don't have wisdom. I'm, I'm liking wisdom. Because he says, folly is joy. To him that is destitute. you're liking wisdom. But then he says, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. He walks in the path of God. But if you want to be like Solomon, because see, Solomon, he, he did it. He said he did everything he could do under the sun. He tried everything, everything. But he made discoveries at each every event, everything that he did. There was something he discovered, okay? He discovered he was lacking wisdom, even though he thought folly, doing folly in his flesh, was joyful. Mm-mm, it is not joyful. All right, now, let's go now. Let's go. We're almost done. We're almost done. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, let's go. Let's go now. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm going back there to the book of Ecclesiastes, and we are going to look at verse number 12. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. Remember, we're talking about, the preacher, Solomon, the one that God granted grace even after the sin of his father and his mom. Isn't that interesting how God brings something good out of something bad? That's why you can't never give up on a body. <laughs> You'll never know when God's going to bring something good out of something bad. Because when we look at our own lives and examine our own lives, we can see the fact that God brought something good, where we are now, <laughs> out of something that was bad. Now, listen, for all those folk, all those folk, all those church folk out there, I'm going to talk to the community online, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to talk to the local house because I don't want to see nobody's eyes, okay? All them folks out there in the community, you've you got to understand that you ain't been holy all your life. And if the truth be known, we still slip and trip. Amen. Boy, if walls could talk, we'd be in trouble. Amen. 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 But, 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 but God says what's done in the dark will come to the light. And God's word is true. God's word is true. But we can learn from Solomon. We can learn from the preacher. Because, see, he, he, what he had done, he began to seek and he searched to know the answer. And when he, when he began to seek and search to know the, the answer, he gathered the material, the information that he needed. He examined it. He examined it. He turned it over and over and over until he discovered some things from it. And once he discovered things from it, he put it all together, put it in a book so you and I could read it. (laughs) You know God is awesome, ain't he? He will take the failures of others to help us not to walk the same path. Oh, wow. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. Look what he discovers out of everything he had gone through, everything that he had experienced. Remember now, he's an old man now. He's an old man. He's an old man now. He's an old man now. Hmm, they want to talk about, let me tell you how brilliant he is. You know, a lot of times we, and we come into chapter 12, verse 12, we want to we wanna look at how many wives and concubines he had. Did he have a lustful spirit? Yes. But it wasn't all flesh as far as sexual immorality. It wasn't all that. I'll tell you how, how brilliant this man was. All those wives that he had, they were really, in essence, business deals. Because of the fact of his kingdom, that there were certain things that he wanted, and he felt like this kingdom needed. So he would marry these foreign wives. He would do these things, but they were really business deal. Now, let me tell you all something. I don't know what man, can I go here? I don't know what man thinks he can have a thousand women. Come on, think about it. Think think, about it. Think about it. I see somebody said, I don't know, I might. No, baby, you ain't got it like that. There's no way. Think about it. He was making business deals for his kingdom, but he was going against God's plan. God told him he was going to be in trap. And what did he do? He got in trap because he got caught up with idol gods. Do men have lust spirits? Yes. Do women have lust spirits? Yeah. But nobody can do a thousand. Anybody can bet a thousand. Don't fool. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said don't fool yourself. Business deals business deals business deals he needed things for his kitten his 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 big his kingdom he needed those things and the way to get it he felt like instead of waiting on God he will connect that's how it is with the world today instead of us waiting on God we'll connect with the things of the world and get ourselves skewed old babies in the house oh, amen amen. Not that the baby ain't heard the word before, okay? But I'm trying to keep it clean, okay? Can I just keep it clean? I want to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it clean. I keep it clean. Now, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, okay? All right, now, this is what he discovers. This is for in his old life, he's an old man now. He says in verse number 12, he says, And further by these, my son, he says, be amolished of making many books, he says, there is no end. And then he says this, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Even though he has granted all that wisdom, he said, if you keep on wanting to learn and you'll learn and learn. He said, it's weariness of the flesh. Now, we, you know, we find it difficult when we do a little studying. We supposedly get exhausted. But when you want to search out and know truth, because knowing truth sometimes can become burdensome, but it can be a weariness to your soul. And then verse 13, he discovers this, verse 13. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is what he tells us we need to do out of all of these things he's uh, he's done in life had it all he said these are the these are the things that we need to do as believers he says number one we need to fear god we need to reverence the lord we need to fear god we need to reverence him and then he says and keep his commandments Keep his commandments. When you go into the New Testament, God says, the first one is now, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love the Lord. That's the first one. And then the second one one is the one that we have a difficult time of keeping. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, how, how many of us love ourselves? Don't nobody love you. You don't, y'all don't love yourself. You don't love yourself. He said, "Love your neighbor the way you love you." But that's the one we have a problem with keeping. Of course, we have a problem keeping love the Lord with all our heart and mind. So we have a problem with that too. But when you look at it, when you examine it, we got a problem loving our neighbor like we love our own self. We 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 got a problem with that, cause you know how we take care of self, right? And then some of us is li- like, what the? Uh, uh, when Jesus talked to the man and told him about you know about the things he needed to do, and and he was going on to young man, he was rich, he had all his money, and and he began to talk about how he had kept all those commandments from his youth and all that stuff. And Then God tells him, you need, Christ tells him, you need to go and sell what you got. And he couldn't depart with his riches. You see, there are some things we can't depart from. We still hold on to. But it's still a mandate. And it goes on. And, and some of the Pharisees say, well, well, who is my neighbor? Them, them smart eggs. That's trying to find a way out. Well, who is my neighbor? Well, we'll soon find out when we meet the master. <laughs> One day we will. The very person we passed over. That like we didn't love like we supposed to love ourselves, like we love our own self. That like we didn't treat them, you know, with dignity and respect, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Are, we, are we there? Are we okay? <laughs> are we swallowing good? Are we digesting good? Let me put it that way. Are you digesting? He says now, these are two things you do. You reverence me. This is what he learned in his old life that he needed to reverence God because, see, he had turned away from God. He had turned away from God. And it brought him devastation. And then he didn't love the Lord the way he's supposed to love God. And he definitely wasn't treating his neighbor right. But then he says, For this is the whole duty of man. This is the whole duty love the Father. Reverence him, respect him, and love one another. God said that's a commandment that we love ye one another as I have loved you. That's what the word says. And look what he says in this last verse, verse number 14. He says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with, okay, that's that connecting with every, what kind of thing? Secret thing. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. So it doesn't make any difference. Don't think we can slip and slide and hide and, you know. <laughs> he says God shall bring every work into judgment. That's why we even have to be careful with the words that we speak. To be careful with words that we speak. Very careful. Because everything.